Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we'll attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. The year 2022 has come to an end, and 2023 is about to begin. If some alien species from some other planet or galaxy were to come to us and observe us as a human species, they would probably find it funny. After all, all our planet has done is completed one more rotation around its star. Nothing has really changed, but we humans have decided to celebrate the completion of this one rotation, as if we've achieved something big, as if there was some celestial contribution that we made in making this planet go around the sun one more time. But it is not just about the planet completing one rotation. It is a milestone, a point of introspection, and looking inwards, looking in retrospect at everything that we did in this chunk of time that the planet took to go around the sun. It is also a point of looking ahead and planning everything we will do in the next rotation, perhaps learning from our mistakes in the past rotation, course correction, and finding a purpose to this blink of an existence that we have. Let's talk about New Year resolutions. I do not believe in New Year resolutions. I believe New Year resolutions are destined to fail. And here are my reasons. Let's say that you decide you want to start exercising in this next year. You make a New Year resolution that I will exercise one hour a day, every day, for the next whole year. When you make such a resolution, you are bound to fail because there is going to be a time when you sleep late, you work late, you go out for a party, wake up late and, and are unable to, uh, to go for that one hour of exercise that you've planned. The challenge with resolutions is the first time you break your New Year resolution, it gives you a feeling of failure. In your head, you start thinking that you failed at exercising every single day for the rest of the year next year. And that's why I don't take New Year resolutions. I have my goals. The advantage of having a goal for the whole year is that even if you fail, there is an opportunity to catch up. For example, I am going to run 720 kilometers in the year 2023. Why 720? Well, the plan is I will run three times in a week, five kilometers each time. That makes it 15 kilometers a week, 60 kilometers a month, and 720 kilometers in a year because, you know, multiplied by 12. Now, the advantage that I have is, well, the plan is that I'm going to run Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, five kilometers each day. But let's say that I miss Wednesday. I can always run on Thursday or I can run over the weekend. Let's say that I miss two days, you know, Monday and Friday. I always have the opportunity to catch up by running 10 kilometers over the week. Let's say one week got messed up. I have an opportunity to catch up next week. Let's say that I messed up a whole month. I was supposed to run 60 kilometers in a month, but I could only complete 50. 
I can always catch up by increasing one kilometer or two kilometers until I catch up in the next month. So there are multiple opportunities that I have in catching up if I have an annual goal. And this is a concept that is not really original. I heard of this concept for the first time from the Scott Hanselman podcast. I think it was many, many years ago. He introduces the concept by saying, you know, think of yourself, your body, for example, um, as a machine that processes food, right? Let's say that you eat one kilogram of food every day. So in a year, you process 365 kgs of food. Now, what percentage of that food is good food will decide how healthy your body is, right? So let's say that 70 to 75% of the food that you've processed in one year, which is about, I don't know, 270 kgs of food. Now, if you've processed 270 kgs of food, that's good food, like salads and healthy food, basically. I'm not going to tell you what healthy food is. You know it very well. If you've processed more than 270 kgs of food in a year, that is good food and consumed uh, the rest of the food as junk food, then you're going to be more or less a healthier person. Now, my targets are a little bit more than that. I'm going to be uh, doing more than 80 or 90% of good food, but that's besides the point. If you think about your goals on a daily basis, you're going to fail. But if you look at them on a larger scale, on a, on a, uh, on a larger period of time, then the chances are that you know, you'll recover from your failures. And you can apply this concept to everything. Let's say keyboard strokes. You know, let's say you do a million keyboard strokes on the keyboard of your laptop or, you know, phone taps, a million phone taps on your phone in a year. How many of those taps are productive will decide how good you are at whatever it is that you're trying to do, right? You could spend majority of those key taps or those phone taps on wasteful social media type activities or you could spend them writing a book or writing a, a software program or whatever it is that you're doing. If you think about it, uh, if you decide that you want to uh, not waste your time on social media or on uh, wasteful activities on a daily basis, chances are that you'll fail. There is always the temptation to go there. But if you decide that you'll spend 70% of the whole year productive on your laptop or your phone, that's very much possible. Also, another benefit of giving yourself goals is you fill your time, you fill your life with so much to do that you have little time left to engage in wasteful activities. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that everything that I do is productive. I don't want to create a holier-than-thou type attitude here. I watch a lot of television too. And I go out with my friends for a few drinks every now and then and talk about all kinds of nonsense, and there's a lot of singing and dancing at times. I go on motorcycle trips and family road trips, and I, I feel these things are important to heal the soul, to unwind and refresh your mind, and, and so on. All I'm saying is that I try my level best to plan out my year so I can make the best use of the time available to me to the best of my capabilities. And so I, dis I don't have new resolutions. I have... 2023 goals. Now, now I use this uh, interesting tool called Mindly, which helps me um, do mind maps, and I create my annual goals on that mind map. 
um and my goals are distributed into career goals personal goals and financial goals i'm not going to talk about career goals that much because they are mostly related to my to the organization that i work for and a few um initiatives and and um um integration of a few towers that i need to do and and so i won't go there but uh, in my personal goals i've got relationship goals i've got travel goals i've got fitness goals and i've got skill goals under relationship goals there isn't much um i don't need to do a lot of um, um improvement when it comes to my relationship with my mom and dad they're very wise and they're very they're always a guiding force in my life um my wife and i are doing very well as well mostly the relationship goals that i have in my life are around my two children two boys that i have um and that too i'm not i don't have a lot of very high expectations from them they are just 10 years and 7 years at this point in time so um my goals for them are really my goals for me and how much productive time i am spending in their development uh, mostly around sports and music i would like them to learn a musical instrument i've been trying last year as well i could not uh, spend a lot of time trying to teach them um this year let's see i might either find a good uh, trainer who will teach them music or myself i will do what i can to give them the basics and then we'll go from there i have travel goals i am a motorcyclist so um i've planned a few motorcycle trips um around the country uh, mostly to the northeast and then i've got a family trip planned as well uh, which will also probably be a road trip which is fun our entire family really loves going on road trips in the car so that should be fun i've got my fitness goals like i said i'm going to be running 720 kilometers this year uh, and i'm going to be uh, fairly regular when it comes to my weight training so that will be at least 4 days a week at least 10 to 11 months in a year i'll eat healthy and so on i've got some skill goals as well uh, mostly around i need to get more disciplined uh, with my guitar playing probably pick up one more skill on keyboards and um, and i'm going to be reading 60 books this year uh, is the plan i read very few books last year i probably did not cross 30 uh, i need to pick that up this year as well but more than the goals there are um a few um behavioral aspects that i need to improve in my personality overall um and there is this beautiful article making the rounds on social media these days that i found somewhere uh, which i would like to quote here there are seven japanese concepts that a human being should imbibe in their life the first one is ikigai ikigai is essentially finding your purpose now how it is described and you would if you do a quick google search on ikigai what you'll find is you know they show three or four circles it's a venn diagram of four circles one is what you are good at second is what the world will pay for the third is um, what the world requires and fourth is what you enjoy doing and when you find your purpose at the center of these four circles that is your ikigai and that's your purpose and that makes your life not only successful but beautiful as well so imbibe more ikigai in my life find my purpose second is shikita ganai now i'm not a japanese person i don't know japanese so these pronunciations might be wrong but uh, essentially what shikita ganai means is that learn to let go of what you cannot change third is wabi sabi which is find peace in imperfection 
accept the fact that things are not going to be perfect and that just barely good enough is just barely good enough. The fourth concept is gammon or gammon. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. But uh, uh, what it means is endure tough times through patience, perseverance and dignity. Be nice when things are tough. Behave like the Arab does uh, in a sandstorm. He understands that he cannot defeat the sandstorm. So he lies down in a fetal position and waits for the storm to pass over. Preserve your dignity. Uh, don't lose your calm during tough times. The fifth concept is ubaitori. Don't compare yourself with others. And I'm not even going to explain this. The sixth concept is kaizen, which is continuous improvement. Constantly keep looking at how you can improve, how you can get better at whatever it is that you're trying to get better at. Whether it's guitar playing or raising your children well or your career for that matter. And the final seventh concept is shuhari. Now shuhari is a learning technique. It's a technique of personal mastery. What it means is shu means learn the basics of whatever it is that you're trying to learn. Ha means start experimenting and learn from the masters. Learn from the people who, have, who are experts at whatever it is that you're trying to learn. And re means innovate and apply your knowledge in newer areas. Experiment with it. So seven concepts. 2022 was, I wouldn't say it was the best of the year, but it wasn't the worst of the years as well. Many things happened. Many things started uh, in my life. I'm yet to see the results. And I'm hoping that 2023 would be better. I'm hoping that I would consistently and continuously keep doing things that I'm doing um, and keep getting better at it. And, and and I wish all my listeners a happy new year and uh, success and peace ahead. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. More about organizational agility, innovation and enterprise architecture in the practical world, in the business, right here on the show. But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I ask. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice. And it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing its listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way you will get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have any ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. We also have a Telegram group if you would like to contribute to EA discussions or what have you. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. Or the URL to join the group is https colon slash slash t.me slash Enterprise Architecture Radio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, we are very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.